We're in the beginning of our church year. First great feast that we have is the Nativity of the Mother of God, which we celebrated this last week. And, and that feast is sort of a reminder that we are born. We're born into the world. We're born into the kingdom of God through baptism and chrismation. And she is to be our image of what it means to be a genuine human being. So we celebrate that as our first great feast. The second great feast comes quickly on its heels and is this week. Only six days later, it's the elevation of the cross. We don't, we, we, it's not the great service of Pascha and, and remembrance of the Lord's crucifixion, but it's a remembrance of finding the cross some 300 years later after the Lord's crucifixion by a, a great blessing to the church. That it was able to be found and, and then scattered among peoples of the earth. In fact, we have small fragments of the cross here with us. The Holy Fathers and the, the, our forebears, not just the fathers of the church, but the very people of the church, you, who've sat in pews for centuries, worked out all of the placement of these great feasts with the great genius that only God can provide, so that we remember this event quickly in the start of our new year. And that is that Christ died for us. And we call the cross the precious and life-giving cross. We don't call it a, a, a place where God becomes a victim. In fact, what we see is Christ here on the cross, and we see that He is His countenance is not one of agony, but his countenance is one of serenity. His countenance is one of sobriety. That in fact, in death, he brings complete resurrection to the whole of the world. And so it's only fitting that the verse that we focus on the Sunday before is that one that may be the best known of all verses. It's the one you see in the end zone every year at every game. If somebody can get there, and he can get in front of the camera. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the core of that is love. The core is love. And brothers and sisters, if you ever lose your way spiritually, always go back to that. In fact, even precedent to that, go back to this statement. God loves me. God loves me. That's the foundation for everything that you can experience, is remembering and believing and trusting that God loves you. And so this verse that we have is telling us that, and it's saying that that God died for you. But more than that, He didn't just die for you. He came for you as a man. He became part of His creation. In fact, the fact that that we have creation. The fact that you're here is an act of love. If you ever doubt God's love for you, just look at your hand and say, well, God gave me a hand. God gave me two hands. God gave me feet. God gave me life because it is purely a gift of love from our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, not just to die for us, but to live for us, to be one of us, to give life to us, to engender our relationship with Him in an even greater way. 
And so at the beginning of the year, we focus on this reality, the great mercy, but even more important, the great love of God. Trusting in that reality, God's love for you, will enable you to meet any temptation or or trial that comes. Because sometimes our heads get confused, don't they? We wonder, why is this happening to me? Why am I struggling with this? And other times we become just inebriated with happiness. Everything's so good, we forget God. We just think, oh, I'm just doing fine. Only because God loves you, you're doing fine. Remembering the love of God is our most important task. And responding to that with love. You and I were made in the image of God. Consequently, you know that you are already immortal. Whether you go to heaven or not, you're immortal. You're going to live forever. It's whether we live and experience that great, deep mercy and kindness and love that is beyond all understanding that God has for us or we're going to experience it as something unfortunate and discomforting. God wants that first for you. He wants you to have abundant life, not just here, but there. He wants you to experience all of the genuine joy that there is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all who believe in him, believing means giving yourself more than just up here. It means giving your body, it means giving your actions, it means giving your emotions, giving your soul, everything you have, giving that to that reality. He who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life in its fullness. To be with the saints, to be with your loved ones who have gone on before and have loved him before you and I have. May we remember the love of God this day. May this verse maybe take on a little more substance for us, uniting it it to the cross, but also uniting it to his incarnation and uniting it to his desire for our to be with him and have relationships with him in a real way for all of eternity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God.